Hey everyone, it's Miss Felicia J here and welcome to Love Life and a Beautiful Glass of Red Wine. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This is the book episode where I will read you a chapter of my book, Love Life and a Beautiful Beautiful Glass of Red Wine. Every chapter is about different things, so please be mindful of any triggers that you may have before and as you listen, and don't forget to be gentle with yourself. Also, um, today is, of course, Tuesday. But, well, today is Tuesday's episode, but unfortunately, due to life and technical issues, I'm actually posting it on a Wednesday. So please, everyone, please forgive me for being late this week, but here I am, still here. Thank you all so much for tuning in and forgiving me for my lateness. So let's get started, shall we? But before we do, we got to pour the wine. I want to be honest with you guys this week. This week, this is not wine. This is sparkling water with lemon juice. And I will be speaking to why it's sparkling water and lemon juice in um, an upcoming episode. So it'll be an extra bonus episode. And I'm going to start adding maybe an extra podcast per week just for this special reason. But for now, just know that it's not wine today. I still believe that everything is so much better with a glass of wine. But for now, we're doing lemon juice and sparkling water. So, let's get started, everyone. Today's episode is November 23rd. Lately, I've been looking at my life, and I'm feeling such joy. I feel so blessed to have my children. It hasn't been easy all the time to raise them and make everything be as it needs to be. But at the end of the day, I love them so very much, and they're such a blessing to me. I'm honored that I've had the opportunity to watch them as they see and experience the world and become adults. The clean-out is approaching and that too is bringing me a great deal of joy. I'm finally getting what I want in that regard and that too is such a blessing. This is a change that will change my life and the lives of my children. We can now have a normalcy that wasn't present before and for that I'm very happy. Also now all of the things that my home has taken from me I can now hopefully have. One thing that it's taken is the ability to bring people to my home. Now I can have my dinner parties again. I can have girls' nights at my house. And now I can bring Anthony to my house. I can now do things that I never got to do before, things that I, others take for granted, that truly excites me. There are so many days where I just wish that Anthony could just come to my house, sit on my couch, and we could just watch a movie, like a normal couple not having to worry about checkout time or any time restrictions. We could just be, and now we can have that. It has been a very long time coming, but finally, I can have all the things that the clutter has taken away from me, and the prospect of that, along with my children, is bringing me such joy today. So today I feel joyful, like the bright yellow sunlight that pushes forward after the clouds part. I feel joy. Until next time, be well, which is what it says at the end of this one. But I love this one. And I think the reason why it resonates with me today is as I look back and read this entry and think about my today, I feel that way right now. My days are filled with so much joy by simply having the opportunity to be living the life that I'm leading and having the things and the blessings that are happening in my life right now. So many things are coming together and coming to fruition. I'm watching my dreams stop being dreams but become my reality and I'm filled with such joy. Now don't get me wrong, it's not that bad things don't happen. They certainly do. 
But I think when you seek the joy in life, your resilience starts to grow. Things start getting easier. One of the things I said to someone this week was that I used to live in a world full of darkness with flashes of light. But then I lived in a world that was light with flashes of darkness. But as I continue to evolve, I just live in a bright room. That yes, sometimes gets a little dimmer because something happens, but it never ceases to be illuminescent. A beautiful, bright, shining room. That's the room I live in now because the joy that I have inside of me, the gratitude and the blessings I feel every single day are so real to me now. I remember hearing people speak like I'm speaking right now and thinking that they lived in some strawberry shortcake land that made no sense. But it's about the way you learn to change your mindset that eventually this idea of living in strawberry shortcake land, even when bad things happens, becomes a reality for you. For me, this one definitely resonates with me this week because it's really and truly how I feel. Now this one was short, so I'm going to read December 1st as well, which is the next one. But I just wanted to add that. Just I feel that right now. It's just beautiful for me. But I'm going to read December 1st. December 1st. I can't sleep. I'm having nightmares about Wade. As the day of his criminal trial approaches, I'm filled with so many emotions. I find myself bursting into tears. I'm filled with anxiety, pain, and constant reminders of why this trial is necessary. I never forget what Wade has done to me, but right now it is so much more prevalent on my mind. I'm considering the pretrial and the angles his lawyer took trying to say that since I was a student, it was Wade who cared for the children. How could Wade even begin to say that? I had to pay my sister to pick up my children when I was at school late, even though he was at home. I know that no one wants to go to jail, but he is blatantly lying about the life that he led and that we led together. He tried to say that in the moments where he was unable to be the child, children's primary caregiver, he was at work. At work? Wade, really? When and if, in fact, that is the truth, then the CRA better get to him because he hasn't paid his taxes that entire time. And if he was illegally working, well, that, need, that too needs to be accounted for. All I know is that I never saw a dime of that money. I struggled and I fought to support my family. And now he's trying to paint the picture that I'm a bad parent and too lenient as a parent. And, if, as if, and that if it wasn't for him, my children would have zero discipline. How dare he? I have been the parent always there for my children. He is the one who abused them. He is the one who was neglectful. It was him. How dare he try to paint me as the bad parent and behave as if they needed his guidance. What did they need to learn? How to abuse a woman, drink and smoke weed, commit his various crimes, beat up women, cheat on their partner, try to kill their partner, or as he's told them so many times that their mother is a whore and so much more? I am not perfect. Far from it. But come on. He is trying to deny doing what he did to me, and he damn well knows that I am not lying. I know that he doesn't want to go to jail. I fully understand that. But you're lying like this? He hurt me. Over and over again, he hurt me. He raped me over and over, tore through my soul with his daily verbal assaults. And then when he felt he could no longer have me, he tried to take my life. And now we're going to go to court where I have to defend myself? Where I have to prove that I'm telling the truth? How is that fair? How is our justice system like this? I hate that it's very probable that he is going to not have to pay for his crimes via the criminal justice system. And that hurts. I mean, mean, he raped me over and over again. He tried to kill me. That's the truth. 
and yet it is probable that he won't go to jail for it. When this process began, I was not sure I wanted what I wanted to happen to him. I thought about his fear of small spaces, and a part of me felt for him, and his having to be confined to a small box for a period of time. Then I felt whatever happens, happens, and I'll leave it to God in the courts. Then when I went to court and saw what he was, and saw what he was trying to assert, and the lies he was trying to tell, it hurt and angered me. Sure, he wants to save his skin, but really? How could he? He knows the struggle that I've been through to make my family work, the struggle I've undergone to ensure my family's survival, and he has the nerve to behave as if it was he, that he was me? Yes, I was not perfect. Yes, I have done what I had to do. I have scrimped and staved to ensure my children have what they need. But does that not make what he's saying true? Sorry, but that does not make what he is saying true. If I was, ha if I was a bad mother, that doesn't change the fact that he raped me over and over and tried to kill me. If he supported my children, it doesn't change the fact that he raped me over and over and tried to kill me. If he was a good father, it doesn't change the fact that he raped me over and over and tried to kill me. It doesn't matter what he asserts in court that he is and isn't, what he asserts in court that I am and I'm not. None of that changes the fact that he raped me over and over and tried to kill me. That is the truth in the middle of any storm, of any mirrors and smokes he tries to cast, no matter what is said or done. The truth is, he raped me over and over and tried to kill me. And both he and I have to live with that truth, no matter how many people he tries to convince of otherwise. And that is the end for this week. I trust that you enjoyed it, maybe learned something you didn't know before, or learned that you only, weren't the only one. Whatever you got from this week's episode, I trust that it served you. And I want to say, as I read that, I have one of the visceral reactions that I have when I think about Wade and the things he's done to me. My anus hole closes up. It tightens. It, it, it has tension when I think about the things that he did to me and how he did them. It's always like a visceral reaction, uncontrolled. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Most times it does. But today I read that and I think about the anger I felt then. I also think about the fact that being a survivor of abuse, it never ends. There's always something that happens, something that kind of re-traumatizes you. Wade never quits. He tries to do various things that re-traumatizes both myself and my children. And he doesn't see it that way. He sees it as reaching out and doing such a good thing because he's such a narcissist and by definition he's such an abuser that he doesn't see the damage that he's done or that he's doing. He still makes excuses for his behavior. As I look at this and as I read this week's, um, that entry, I think about how it is to be a survivor, how it is to be a recovering from these things, that it's an everyday struggle that you go through or an everyday process that you go through. Every day you've got to find a way to make sure you see the joy, make sure you cling on to the light and see the blessings and the gratefulness and be happy that that day is over and behind you and that you are now in this day. I know there may be some out there still in that dark day. I want you to know that it does pass. That no, you never forget, but you learn how to get through in a different way. I want to speak to those who have just recently got out of that and know that that day, these days get better. They really do. Having your life back is something that happens. 
It really does. It takes time, absolutely. The times you were in the trenches was also time. So once you get out of those trenches, you also will be able to move forward and not be there anymore. It will be as it is to me, a memory that maybe causes your asshole to clench up. Or maybe it's a memory that causes your the bruise on your face, the bruise that is now gone, but your face to hurt a little bit more. Or maybe it's the a word that you hear that brings you right back to that moment. Either way, it'll bring you back to the moment because you'll no longer will be there. These days come. I promise each and every one of you. I trust that everyone is good today, that today we are all going one more step towards all of our goals and desires and hopes for our tomorrow. I trust that we all have what we want today and that that continues into our tomorrow. I want everyone to remember that your flame, your fire will always burn. Lighting someone else's fire will never diminish yours. It will only create a larger fire. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. I want you all to have a fantastic week. Thank you again for forgiving me for doing this on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday. Let's make this one count, this week count, shall we? Take care, everyone. This is Miss Felicia J. Until next time, be well.